that is online and those that are in person, I want to thank the leadership for allowing me to share this platform with all of you. Today is the 10 Supernatural series and will be the last in our Supernatural series we discover the movement of the Holy Spirit accelerates in many folds after the Pentecost. For us believers to move in the supernatural, we need to be led by the Spirit of God. We have the baptism of the Holy Spirit and that empower us that we can do greater things for God. Amen. We cannot deny that we need the Holy Spirit for our church to grow in a very dynamic way. I pray in the days to come, glad tidings will be a great Pentecostal church and that will be filled with the power of God. You know, as we flip through the pages in the book of Acts, God did many signs and wonders through the hands of the apostle. In our series, we heard that the apostle had power encounter with the sorcerers and the Holy Spirit triumphed over all the powers and set people free. The Son of Man come to set people free. The Son of Man come today to set all of you free. At certain season of our life, the Holy Spirit asks us to detour, recalibrate, repositioning and realignment because God has a bigger picture. You may find that your life is in a mess or you may have find that your life is upside down. Do not worry because God has a bigger picture. He has detoured it because He knows that He's going to empower you. The supernatural acts of God will empower every one of you so that you and I will become an effective witnesses for the community. You are not to just only impact the people that is around you. I believe that in the days to come, glad tidings will be impact just the communities. More than the communities, we will spread our wings even to the nations. That is the supernatural of God because why we do what we do is because souls matters to God. All oh, this supernatural encounter that you have listened and, and it is because it is the saturated power of God and we are powered up because of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Wow, this is really exciting. I would like to remind you this morning, you are created for a purpose. You are not just a random people who just exist and just come every Sunday because you are indeed a supernatural because of the Holy Spirit, the power of God that is deposited inside your spirit. Now in the 10th series of the supernatural God has a plan and to live a life that is compelled by the spirit. Compelling what do you mean by that? What makes it distinctive? 
to you before we open to the scripture. Let me give you the definition of compelling according to the dictionary. It says it's forceful, it's compelling. Your personality, there is a there is a compelling desire that people desire to be to hear you. There is a demanding attention. Compelling, it also means there is something about it. It demands and commands your attention. And because it is so convincing, there you don't need evidence. Whether or not you know it, the process is simply draw you. The world says that be bold. There to instigate. That it means to be compelling. You are, and it's for you to conquer to the unknown, to the, that you will leave the safe and the order, ordinary to do the extraordinary. You stand for something. You leave no room for doubt about your passion for people, for places. Principles that are dear to you. A compelling purpose. It's a cause worth sharing. And you will be that compelling version of yourself. I'd like to share you a testimony. I came to know Jesus Christ when I was 17 years old. And I heard the audible voice of God call me, Come and follow me. And when I heard that voice, that loud voice, I followed that voice to the to go to church. My friend invited me. As I went to the church, everything looked so bright. The sky was nice. The trees were nice. But there was some compelling power that drew me. So I entered into the assemblies of God. It was a very small church. I came from a bad Catholic background and there are only few people when they were praying, they were raising their hands and they pray in the spirit. I thought all these people were crazy. I am a Catholic and I say someday I will convert them back to the Catholics. But deep inside me, as I was sitting down there, I heard the word, just dunamis, dunamis and power. By the time everything was completed, they issued an altar call, but then my leg was stuck at the ground there because there was a power that was pulling my leg. But at the same time, the pastor was praying, in the name of Jesus, command the power to leave. I still remember that. And I quickly ran to the altar and I was about to faint. I was about to faint. I told the pastor, quickly tell me how to receive Jesus Christ. And I received Jesus Christ. That is something draws me. Something draws me. There is the compelling power of God. It's forceful before we open and dive into Acts chapter 20. There is this man, Apostle Paul, who has the drive. He is in his third missionary journey. What compels him to go? What drives Apostle Paul? What makes him choose this particular path? The third missionary was a very extensive geographically. It, 
and, and its duration is much longer than the first and second missionary journey. I want you to follow this guy, Apostle Paul, of his third missionary. It will blow your mind of his energy. He was compelled to go. It starts with the city of Antioch. And then, of course, it ends, and it ends in Jerusalem. Paul and his company did not fly there by Asia or rent a car or use motorcycle as their means of transportation. It's by foot and on a boat. Now, at Galatia, he visited the church in Derby, Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, and which he has planted during his first missionary journey. Now, it's already five years. He is going back there to connect to the church, actively connecting. He, he has this drive. Now, at Asia, then he went to the city of Ephesus. It is a modern-day Turkey where he has spent a significant time over there during his second missionary, uh, missionary journey. He met 12 men and instructed by another Jewish believer, Apollos. Now, here we see Paul complete the gospel message to them. And after the message, as usual, he baptized them in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Paul laid a hand on them and they received the Holy Spirit and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. It is so exciting. It didn't stop Paul. He continued. Paul spent three months preaching in the synagogue in Ephesus. But the people became stubborn and continued in unbelief. But it didn't stop him. Then he went to the hall of Tyrannus and he reasoned daily in the hall about the faith of Jesus Christ. And for two years, he did miracles. And by the hands of the apostle, you know, many of them heard about Jesus Christ. In fact, the whole entire city heard about the word of God. Paul overcame many demonic forces. And because of that, many books were burned. Those that practice evil, evil practices, they repented before God. That is how Paul, Paul is drawn by something because he wants people to come to know the saving knowledge. So in preparation, he sent Timothy and Erastus to head to Macedonia. While Paul stayed behind, he also was persecuted, right? A silversmith instigated riot against Paul. But Paul was threatened, but he was not afraid. He continued to go. He, he was compelled to go. Then later... He went to Philippi, Thessalonia, and Berea. Now, after three months in Corinth, Paul planned to sail to Syria, but things took a change because he discovered a plot by the non-believing Jews to stop and cause, will cause him trouble. So instead of that, he decided 
to return to Macedonia, retracting his steps, go to Berea, Thessalonia, and Philippi. That's what you are seeing. Instead of traveling from by sea, now he is going by land. Then he spent one week in Troas. On the final day, Paul preached late in the night. So a young man, Etuchus, who has been listening from a third story, and he sat at the window sill, and he fell asleep, and then he, and then he fell and dropped dead. But Paul raised him from the dead. Amen. And he continued, and he continued to share the word of God. I want you to understand something. Why Paul was going to all these places. He was not your normal guy. He was a zealous of the tradition of his father. This brilliant mind that persecute Christian. Now his mind is so Captivated by the Lord Jesus Christ He was compelled to go to these cities To bring the word of God Do you know the word of God? It carries life It carries eternity That's why he keep on moving He keep on going You see the city he traveled He keep on going Hey, those days got no air Asia Then you take back a flight I go back to Malaysia and have a holiday first then I continue. No, this is not the way. It continues. It continues. And because of he expand the word of God, the spirit of God was on him. And he began to do extraordinary things. Why are we following some of these missionary details? What is the relevance to me now? I want to draw your attention for you to have a greater vision. Wherever you are, just don't stop at glad tidings. May God may have asked you to do something. Maybe God wants you to go for a mission trip. Or God has positioned you at the marketplace. You are not just at the marketplace and just to earn a living. But you are positioned there to bring the gospel to your friends. Amen. You are created for a great purpose to be compelled by the Spirit of God. When I was 20 years old, I read the book of Acts. There were tremendous growth in the church. The Word of God spread rapidly in the city. I wanted to see my hometown, Suraman, to have revival. I was 18, I think I was 19 years old. They elected me to become the leader of them. Anyway, I know nuts to become a leader. But I have fire in my heart. I have passion for Jesus Christ. How can I do it? I went to the land department and obtained a map of the whole entire Suramban Township. So I write draw them in detail into pieces of paper. Then I gave my friends, now you have to go to the town and distribute tracts. Now today we don't distribute tracts. We send Instagram, we send WhatsApp to your friends. And those days we don't have Google Map or Waze. But I called my brothers and sisters. There were only 20 of them. Then we began to distribute tracts. It is we managed to distribute about 10,000 
pieces. Just the 20 of us. Why, are, why am I doing that? Why are we doing that? Because there are souls in the city, right? These people are in darkness. They do not have Jesus Christ. You are God's vessel to touch God's people with God's word. In one month, next month, our, mis our missions, they are going for a mission trip. For In next month, two teams of them are going. We are going to reach nation. We are not bound by COVID. But we are compelled by the Spirit of God to go, even if it's a short term. May I encourage you, whenever you go, whoever you touch, there is life inside the people. There is eternity. We must bring the gospel to them. Let's come back. Paul didn't want to go back to Ephesus again. He was already been there. Now, compelled by the Spirit, let me read the scripture from Miletus, Paul sent to Ephesus for the elders of the church. And now, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. I know that in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardship and face are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus Christ has given me. The task of testifying the good news of God's grace. What does it mean to be compelled by the Spirit? How, did, how does it apply to our life? Verse 22, it says that, And now, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. Now, new NIV, New International Version say, And now, compelled by the Spirit, New Living Translation say, bound by the Spirit. King James Version say, bound in the Spirit. Whether the word bound by in the Spirit, constrained by the Spirit, compelled by the Spirit. But it essentially comes from the same Greek word. Greek, that it means perfect participle of the word deo, to bind together or anything to bind around, fasten. That means one cannot be loosened. What is happening here? Paul is compelled. Put this word in deo, he is bound, he is fastened and he is not loosened. Something is drawing him when he is completely bound by the Spirit of God. What Paul is telling us in the Scripture, that he was bound by the Spirit, constrained by the Spirit, compelled by the Spirit. In other words, Paul, his Spirit is arrested by the Holy Spirit. This is the drawing of the divine power of the Spirit that is leading him. Compelling is the pool of the Spirit of the people of Jesus. You will know this pool of the Spirit when you 
and I have relationship with Jesus Christ and with the Holy Spirit. This is the pool within your spirit. It's like drawing you out. What God has called you to do. It is important for you to understand that Holy Spirit works. How the Holy Spirit works when He compels you to do something so that you are not caught by surprise how the Holy Spirit works in your life. I want you to see there is also a play of the word, verse 22 and 23 again. It is not so obvious for us that read in English, but to the Greek, they see it immediately and now compel by the Spirit. And verse 23, the Holy Spirit warned me that prison and hardship are facing me. There are two words here, the prison, compel and prison. Compel is a verb. Prison is a noun. But they come from the same word, deo. Earlier we saw that compel means to bind together. Anything that binds around, fasten you. But prison also you are bound by fetters, by chain. In another word, prison lies, lies ahead of Paul. Paul has already become the prisoner of the Spirit. Why was Paul not afraid to follow God's leading? Because he says that, I am going with the Spirit because the Spirit of God helped captive of me. He is also saying, I'm bound by the Spirit, but at the same time, I have a choice. You know, the Holy Spirit is not an oppressor. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. To Paul, there is freedom within him. It doesn't matter for Paul whether he is buying up when I get there or not, but I'm going there. This is our great Paul. You know, even Agabus, the prophet, came to him. He came down from Judea and coming to us, he took Paul's belt and bound his own feet and hand and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit, this is how the Jews at Jerusalem will bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of Gentiles. When we heard this, we and the people there urged him not to go to Jerusalem. They prophesied. The people were Christian. But yet, Paul says, I am going there. I am constrained by the power of the Holy Spirit. The people couldn't see and couldn't understand what is in the heart of Paul. Paul couldn't see how he could avoid Jerusalem without avoiding Jesus. So, he accepted the mission. He accepted it by faith, despite the warning of the impending danger that come upon the mission. When you are compelled with the Spirit of God, you trust the leading of the Holy Spirit. Let's leave Acts 20 and we go back in Acts chapter 9. 
And meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciple. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogue in Damascus so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoner to Jerusalem. Now, in this chapter, we see Saul ask the high priest to allow him to Give him permission. I will bind these people. I am going to bind them and drag them to prison. Follow me. Who did God choose for the gospel to, to be taken to the Jews and the Gentile world? It was this notorious Saul who hunt for the blood of the Christian. God was the one that chose him to suffer great things for the sake of the gospel. That's why he knows from the day one, no one can stop him. When you are compelled with the Spirit of God, no one should stop you from following Christ, from following the call of God, not even your father, your mother, or your friends, or your girlfriends. When you are compelled with the Holy Spirit, you will go where the power of God. It was the power of the cross that transformed Paul. There is no one here that are seated here cannot say that we cannot be used by God. If God can use this person, the Paul, that dragged people to prison, God can use any one of us here. Amen? Because of what Jesus has done. And come back to Acts 20, verse 22. And now compel by the Spirit, I'm going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. Paul was so captured by the divine force from heaven, where the Holy Spirit is leading, Paul determined that it's going. Hey church, I am captured by the Spirit of God. Are you captured by the Spirit of God? If God capture you, you will move with the power of God. You will move with Christ is moving you. You cannot be sitting here Sunday after Sunday. You will do something. People out there are dying. They are not knowing Jesus. But you have the seed. You have the eternal seed, the word of life. Therefore, you must give the word of life to people. And it is by the divine force. It is from heaven. Then you need to be compelled to live a life worth dying. Whatever you do, do not minimize the power of God. Each day people are struggling with all kinds of things. Weariness of life. Sometimes they wish tomorrow never come. What people long is to live for something so dear, so much bigger and worth living for. You think this apostle simply died for the sake of dying, but because they know that it's something bigger. You don't give your neck to the sword or something that is not true. They knew the resurrected Jesus. They knew everything. They knew that he was the son of God and make flesh giving life to them. Do you know your Jesus, is he real to you? Or he's just someone that I have to come every week and just worship here. I'm talking 
do you really, really know the resurrected Lord? If you really know the resurrected Lord, you will do something for people that have not come to know Jesus. Acts 20, 24, However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race, complete the task that the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying the good news of God's grace. You think sharing the word only belongs to us, the pastor, belong to the evangelist? If that is so, I think a lot of people will not be able to hear the gospel. But it's given to everyone. For Paul to be compelled to live a life worth dying for because there is the reality of the gospel. There is the immense reality of the gospel. It's, he is testifying the good news of Jesus, the grace. God Himself, the breathtaking, the glory of God. You know, He see the reality. Jesus rescues sinners from hell. He saw the sinful people will be lost forever. He truly, Jesus, truly loved us. We are wretched people. That's why Jesus come to save us so that you and I will not be separated. This is the reality of the gospel. And the gospel has a larger picture as, and has a cause. Paul lived to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. The larger picture has a cause, and that cause is to save people. And it's so big and even larger than him, his ambition if he has to conquer every city, it has to be Jesus. Paul owes his life to Jesus and he gives his life to Jesus. All of you owe your life to Jesus. Do you give your life to Jesus that someone will come to know Jesus? The Holy Spirit compelled Paul to live for Christ. The reality of us we must live in Christ. For me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. In this statement, Paul is saying that everything that he had tried to be, everything he is and everything he looked forward is to live for Christ. When he lived for Christ, that is why he is able to advance the knowledge, advance the gospel and the church for the church of God and to bring glory to Jesus. You know, in him we live and move and have our being is every fabric of your mind, your soul, and spirit, and even your physical. Are you moving for Jesus? If not, you have lost your first love for Jesus. For Paul, he says, To me, to live in Christ means that he considered everything not worthwhile. How verse 20. Acts chapter 20, verse 24. Let me read the verse. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task 
the Lord Jesus Christ gave me the task of testifying of the good news of good grace, of God's grace. When Paul lived in Christ, he could be compelled by the Spirit until the task is complete. Paul preached in the synagogue, riverside, prisoner, to the, and he preached even to many people. His message is very constant. It's very constant. Jesus Christ and Him crucified. When you tell this good news to people, people will come to know Jesus. When you have the reality of Jesus, you will be compelled to live in Christ. Our life itself has no value to ourselves. However, our life has value to our Jesus. He will wash over us when we carry His name. If we give up our life in the cause of sharing the gospel or in the process, blessed be the name of the Lord. I am telling you, it is not radical. It's the plan of God. When you have the reality of Jesus, you were compelled to live for Christ. Finally, you are compelled to be committed. Paul was so committed to Jesus that even his own life took the back seat in order for him to serve Christ. And when they arrived, he said to them, you know how I lived the whole time I was with you? From the first day I came into the province of Asia, I served the Lord with great humility and with tears in the midst of severe testing by the plots of my Jewish opponent. You know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you, but I've taught you publicly and from house to house. He served God with humility. And that is why Paul preaching was with power. Humility comes with power. There were tears. Apostle Paul served God despite hardship and were not quick whether he is in public or in private. He continued to serve God faithfully. When you serve God, we shouldn't be having plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D. When we serve God, we must be compelled by the divine force of God. And we should be faithful in preaching and teaching the word of God. We don't preach a prosperity gospel here. But we preach the whole counsel of God that comes with hardship and suffering. We are committed to complete the task. And Paul is very single-minded. And he was devoted to the call where God has called him. He kept his eyes to finish the line as, as it get closer. It's getting harder and harder. It comes with hardship. But yet, he was compelled. In conclusion of the Supernatural series, as we come to the conclusion, we are compelled to go and action is needed from all of you. You are compelled by the Spirit. Unless you have a relationship with God, you will know the working of the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, you, do, you, will, you, will, not, you will not have that great sense of 
activity, how the Holy Spirit will lead you. You are compelled because there is a larger cause that you need to do. You will live in the reality of the gospel because God loves you. That is why Jesus came to save. You are compelled to be committed. You will, dutif you will dutifully serve God with all your heart that you will follow Jesus. Remember, there is no plan A, B, C. You just follow the Spirit of God where He compel you. The Holy Spirit so instigated Paul to that di direction that he has very hard time not to hear the call. Although Paul has a choice to quench the Holy Spirit, but he co was compelled by the Spirit. The Gospel is compelling. And for this reason, Paul went for all the missionary journey. The compelling story is, is the story that is most compelling. It's about our Lord Jesus Christ that died for all of you, died for me, died for you. If some of you are seated here, have not accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, I want you to know that Jesus loves you. Jesus loves every one of us, whether we are in a mess but He comes to save us. He doesn't want us to live a life that is separated from darkness. When you call upon the name of Jesus, He will not abandon any one of you. He will save you. Let us, um, we are about to come to some very important decision in your life. Let's close your eyes. If this is your first time hearing the good news of Jesus wanting to save you and give you a new life, I want to assure you, He is the one that died for your sin at the cross. And on the third day, He was resurrected. He is alive. If you want this Jesus, and if it's this your first time you hear about Jesus for those that are online if this is your first time you hear about Jesus and you can feel in the form or you write in the chat that I want to be safe under the power of Jesus Christ is any one of you that want to be safe under the power of Jesus Christ to be safe please raise up your hands if you want to know Jesus if this is your first time, if you have brought a friend, maybe you ask your friend, would you like to receive Jesus as your personal Savior? He comes to give you life. Is there any one of you that want to receive Jesus? Maybe you are afraid let me pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I am so sorry for the sin I have committed. Please forgive my sin. Jesus, I know you are the Savior. And you died on the cross. It's for my sin. And on the third day, you rose again. I want to accept you as my personal Savior. 
please give me this new life. Let the peace of God come into my heart. I want to experience you. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you arise? I'd like to address some of you. I pray that you will be some of you. What is the Holy Spirit compelling you to do lately? Although it's a little hard to discern what the Holy Spirit is calling you to do, but it is not complicated. The Holy Spirit could compel you to pray for someone who is in need. He could lead you and guide you to share Jesus with someone. If you lost that passion to live in Christ, to share your faith, I pray that you can walk to the altar and ask the Lord to revive your heart. Or maybe there's another group of you. You are called to serve the Lord. Perhaps you have the call of God, but you delay it because you do not know what is in front of you. Perhaps you are worried. I got many mouths to feed. I got my parents to take care. You say, I cannot do it. I have obligations. But you know and know deep inside you that God had called you. By coming here, it doesn't mean that you need to go to the Bible school immediately. Let the pastor pray over you so that you will be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit in the days to come. He will give you the grace. And there is another group in our midst. Instead of being compelled by the Spirit of God, you are in pain, you are in a mess, you are compelled by substance, by alcohols, by wrong relationship. Get it out from there so that you can come back to God. Why would you want to be compelled by another spirit instead compelled, with, compelled by the Holy Spirit? Today, the Holy Spirit is calling you and want you to be set free and give you the freedom of life. There are three categories here. To be effective witness, you may need to be called. You are called to serve God in any capacity. Don't delay the call of God. If God call you, just respond and just say yes to God. Another category is you need to be set free from all kinds of things. You can be set free from your pain and also set free from all kinds of sicknesses. And today, Jesus is the one that will set you free. He has the power. We don't have the power. We are just instruments of God. Amen. We're going to sing this song. As this song is being sung, come to the altar. Come to the altar. If you need healing, come to worship as we let you home. 
just walk to the altar. Let the Lord minister to you. Come, 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 respond to God. Respond to the healing of God. Jesus Christ is in our midst. Respond to Jesus. Jesus will heal you. There is no one else like you. There is no one else. If you are in a mess, come. Let Jesus deliver you and set you free. The leaders, Lord leaders, come and pray for these people. Come. Respond to Jesus. The Jesus whom we serve is the real God. He is powerful. He can set you free. We lift our hands and worship. We lift your holy name. For you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no
for this time. Truly, you are a great and mighty God. There is no other God in our midst. We serve you, we love you with all our heart, our soul and mind. Make us an effective witnesses, oh God. And I also pray for people that need healing, both online and those that are in person. I pray that the Spirit of God, that the Holy that the power and the name of Jesus will heal everyone. Lord, you know their needs, you know their struggles. You know that what is captivating them, compelling them, not following you. But by the name of Jesus, we break all those powers, all those darkness has to leave in Jesus' name, oh God. Father, I pray that you set your people free. I pray even right now for everyone that is here. I pray that the love of God, the kindness of God, that the goodness of God will follow them all the days of their life that they will compel to follow you no matter what they will not give up on you oh god because you hold their hand and you love them in jesus name i pray amen thank you we see you next week again <laughs>